welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. My name is Chiamaka Ibe, your host for today. Now, the Presidential Enabling Business Environment Council, PEBEC, was a laudable initiative of the past administration to improve the ease of doing business in Nigeria. The council initiated over 160 business enabling reforms in government ministries, departments, and agencies. Now, as a result of these reforms, Nigeria's ease of doing business score improved by over 8.5 basis points, and Nigeria moved up 39 places on the World Bank's ease of doing business rankings. Impressive numbers. Now, in one of its final acts before bowing out of the stage with the past um, administration, the Business Facilitation Act was passed into law on the 14th of February 2023. Now, this act amends 21 business-related laws and aims to consolidate and institutionalize all the reforms initiated by PEBEC for ease of ongoing implementation. Now, in today's podcast, we will be discussing this Business Facilitation Act of 2023, and we have with us the MIMES who led this legal intervention. We have with us Mrs. Toyi Bashir, the Head of Legal Interventions, and Ayokunu Ojeniyi, the Project Manager at the Presidential Enabling Business Environment Council Secretariat. Welcome Toyi, welcome Ayokunu. Thank you. Thank you, Chiamaka. It's great to have you here. So now, it has been eight eventful years since the creation of the Presidential Enabling Business Environment Council um, in 2016. Um, Ayakunu, can you share with us the impact that PEBEC has had on the Nigerian economy since its inception? Thank you once again, Chairman. and good to be with you today. Um, I think ultimately we have been, um, you know, fundamentally and principally um, charged with improving um, business climate through implementation of business reforms. And that has um, essentially been our remit. We are pleased, and as as I would usually tell people, there's more nuanced parts to it, and that's that now there's ease of doing business, um, you know, conversation going on. There's that understanding that businesses matter and that a business climate must be, um, you know, structured in such a way that engenders, um, that encourages businesses to grow. So, So that's the first bit, elevating that subject to a point where in, the, in government circles and even in, in in public discourse, ease of doing business has become a topical issue. So that's one, um, you know, deliverable, so to speak, that we can say we've done. The other part is that we worked with stakeholders across uh, different levels. Um, we've been able to pass four legislations in eight years. Um, you know, key legislations, I'm to say, one of it is the Companies and Allied Matters Act 1990 uh, to 2022, 2020. Really, which is uh, Nigeria's first attempt, uh, successful attempt at amending that legislation in three decades. Um, That was possible based on the work we did with both partners. Um, We've also had some regulatory, um, you know, successes, introduction of visa on Maraval, for example, uh, the Nigerian Immigration Service doing that, automation and online payments of taxes, filing and payment of taxes by the Federal Inland Revenue Service. Uh, we've also worked with our subnationals, working with state governments to implement um, 
the rats of the frogs across across the level. So overall, uh, we've been able to make some progress in towards making the business environment, making it easier for Nigerians to start and grow. Uh, growing business. Uh, I believe in so subsequent questions, we can go uh, much deeper in, in all of this. Thank you. Great, great. So now you mentioned partners uh, in driving these technicians. I mean, the new laws that um, had been put forward to the government and that have been passed. Now, tell us the background story. Ms. Toye, over to you. Can you tell us the background story to the enactment of this omnibus act called the Business Facilitation Act of 2023? Was this precipitated by some level of um, private sector engagement um, or were there partners who actually said, oh, this act has to come to life before um, the new administration? Please tell us the background story. Um, thank you very much, Chair Maka. Again, we're very happy to speak um, concerning this development, that is the passage of the Business Facilitation Act um, earlier this year. So to answer more specifically your question, um, the journey started in 2017 when the Public Secretariat initiated a comprehensive review of Nigerian business law through its collaboration with the Nigerian Bar Association section on business law. I mean, so collaboration is a very strong point for the public secretariat. We do realize that indeed, when you collaborate with um, stakeholders who share the same ideals as you, as opposed to working in silos, we can actually then create more impact in the space. So at the time, we had already been um, working with federal agencies to reform um, different regulatory reforms at the time, and also, also looking at legislation. So um, we reached out to the section on business law, and uh, it was led at the time by Mr. Olumide Akpata, who was the then chair of the section on business law. Now, it eventually involved the participation of over 40 law firms to review the business laws because at the time we realized that indeed, in order to institutionalize reforms, um, in undertaking reform efforts, we had come across some bottlenecks, some outdated provisions in the law, which essentially was impacting on our work. So it then became very important to undertake that review with a view to reviewing such outdated provisions and also institutionalizing some of the reforms we had successfully implemented. So the public secretariat also collaborated with other public sector and private sector stakeholders, including the Federal Ministry of Justice, which was very relevant, especially at the drafting stage, at the Nigerian Economic Summit Group, which working together with the National Assembly Business Environment Roundtable, where able to hold stakeholder engagement with organized private sector, as well as public sector institutions. Submissions were also invited from a wide range of both public and private sector contributors, after which a first draft of the proposed law was produced by the Federal Ministry of Justice in 2018. Several stakeholder engagements were held, like I mentioned, with public sector stakeholders, particularly the public sector offices that would be impacted with impacted by the provisions of the bill and also organize private sector so as to get feedback and also to rework some of those provisions to ensure that the pain points of private sector were actually being addressed in the law. 
So in 2020, the Permit Secretariat also invited additional submissions for input into the bill from both public and private sector stakeholders, because at the time we were ramping up efforts towards the passage and we just thought it was also important to ensure that it was inclusive. And so these submissions were again reviewed by a technical committee constituted by the public secretariat, and this included both private and public sector stakeholders as well. And so the bill was subsequently again reviewed by the Federal Ministry of Justice. And so a redraft of the initial version um, was produced in November 2021, and after which we then proceeded to the National Assembly. In, in order to go to the National Assembly, I recommend we then at, went to the Federal Executive Council for approval of the bill, and the Federal Executive Council then approved it on March 23rd of 2022, and then we proceeded to the National Assembly. It was passed at the end of December 2022, and of course, in February of this year, it was assented to by the former President, President Mohamed Buhari. Great. I mean, that that's really thorough. <laughs> the technical committee and organized private sector and which is which is how it should be um so why why these laws so it's the business facilitation act amends 21 business laws what are these laws and why were they of primary consideration under this act because i mean we have a myriad of other business laws in the country and um they have some uh, okay some have their issues but then why these 21 laws Okay, so um, in addition to the 21 laws, one of the most critical objectives of the Act was also to codify the Executive Order O1 on Efficiency and Transparency. This is the first executive order of the then administration of President Muhammad Buhari. And it was very critical that we ensured that this particular executive order was codified in the law so as to ensure that it is institutionalized in terms of implementation. So in addition to the 21 laws, including the Companies and Allied Writers Act, which, as I had mentioned, had been revised in 2020, but then in reaction to stakeholder feedback, there was also a need to amend some provisions of the new laws to ensure that it addressed the pain points of stakeholders who had seen the law become live. So there was also the Financial Reporting Council Act, Nigerian Export Promotion Act, the Customs and Excise Management Act, the Immigration Act. So these were all business laws which had so serious impact on ease of doing business in Nigeria. And so in reaction to the submissions, which was also sent in by both public and private sector stakeholders, which identified what they felt were pain points in real terms. So the it was also important that we codify the EO1. Now, the EO1 is particularly focused on improving Nigeria's ease of doing business through transparent and efficient service delivery by various government ministries, departments, and agencies, popularly known as MDAs. It also promotes transparency in the MDA dealings by making it mandatory for them to make public all the requirements for license, permits, waivers, approvals, including timelines, and ensuring that the one government principle, which engenders deeper relationships between the MDAs, encourages them to share information and ultimately to eliminate bureaucratic bottlenecks. 
and protracted cumbersome processes for potential investors and businesses that are coming into Nigeria. Now, the comments and recommendations received from stakeholders were put through what we had termed a litmus test. It was important for us to ascertain the relevance to ease of doing business in Nigeria. I do recall at some point during the interaction with council members, there were provisions, for instance, that touched on minimum wage for Nigeria. And so the council had the opportunity, and of course, you know that the council was made up of different ministers as well as uh, top-ranking officials of the government. And it was, they, they were then drawing the analogy between those provisions, which were good provisions, but were not directly linked to ease of doing business in Nigeria. So the litmus test was in reaction to that, to ascertain certain criteria for inclusion into the law. So one, it had to address business environment issues. Two, it also had to promote global best practices. And thirdly, it had to reduce cost or improve some level of transparency in the processes and to reduce time to complete regulatory processes and also to promote good governance. So while we noticed that there was a myriad, like you rightly pointed, quite a number of laws requiring amendments because some of our laws are quite dated and not in line with the realities of today, it was also important that we start to the, we stuck to the mandate of uh, the PEBEC, which is ease of doing business. So once it related to any of these um, criteria that I had mentioned, then it was considered for inclusion in the bill. And so that was the the way we were then able to streamline in terms of um, uh, provisions or particular laws that were amended in the law. Great. So now this brings us to I mean to the next question. So we know that, I mean, there are many tools for change. And I mean, laws are one of those tools. Now, it's one thing to have these laws. It's one thing to have a codification or an institut institutionalization. But it's another thing to have effective implementation. So what measures have been put in place by the PEBEC Secretariat to ensure that the legislative changes made by this Omnibus Act actually contribute positively to the ease of doing business in Nigeria, especially with a change of government. Ayokono, would you like to lend your voice to that? Okay, great. Um, I think first, one of the things that happened the moment the Business Fashion Act was signed into law was that we started exercising and engaging stakeholders. Obviously, uh, we needed people to know about the law, and it's and that's also one of the reasons why we are having this conversation today. Uh, so the first thing was to you know bring the ministries, departments, and agencies together uh, to you know speak about the law, what it means for the federal government, and that sensitization was done in collaboration with the um, uh, with the Ministry of Federal Ministry of Justice, and it was gratifying that the um, former Honourable Attorney General of the Federation. Um, but what was that was that essentially letting the MDs know that you know this law has been passed. There are legal obligations for um, on the part of federal governments to fulfil uh, some of the provisions of, of that law. So it was important we, we that we had that conversation with the ministry's department and just who are basically implementing parties. The other leg was that we also had to go to the legal community. Um, 
We had a sensitization in partnership with the section on business law of the Nigerian Bar Association. That was in April 2023. Um, speaking with legal committee and saying, you know, this this law has been has been passed. Uh, it, it, it now gives uh, legal teeth to some of the aspirations that a business community has. It's now the responsibility of the legal committee to test the laws, to you know, push the limit, push the boundaries of the law, and hold ministries, departments, and agencies accountable. On the part of part of PEBEC, we are now going to the tracking compliance of ministries, departments, and agencies. And, 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 and agencies with um, their compliance to the law. Uh, so things like uh, service level agreements, and there have been a lot of interest from ministries, departments, and agencies reaching out to us, saying, can they get some support in, in you know, designing or developing service level agreements? So our job is to support MDAs to, to have those SLAs in place, and the next step now to track compliance and give um, members of the public the, the, the information required to test and make demands um, according to the law. Thank you. So so you mean, will the Secretariat continue operations, um, just like, I mean, the ministries, the departments, and the government agencies, um, even with this new administration in place, or are we saying goodbye to PEBEC? What, what, because now you're talking about the service level agreement. I mean, you can't have service level agreement if a council or if the secretariat will no longer be in existence. So what, what is in place for continuity of the secretariat itself? So that's such that these civil, um, service level agreements can be implemented and there's nothing that's going to hinder implementation of the provisions of the BFA. Chimaka, that's certainly the expectation that the council will continue. Um, the fact that, um, uh, I am on this call with 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 my colleague uh, post May 29. Um, suggests that um, business would continue at least as usual in terms of the operation of the set of this of the of the sector. There may be few few changes here, but the the, the we believe that the agenda will continue. We believe that governments will still continue to be interested in business climate intervention. And at any rate, this is a law. Right, and mm -hmm. the law is there mm -hmm. for it to outlive different administrations, and so, so we are. I believe that you begin to see um, a lot of activities in this direction as the weeks and months progress. Oh, bye. Yeah, we do, we do hope that this continues. Okay, then. So now, um, with regards to, I mean, the new administration, post May twenty nine, as you rightly said. With the progression we've had as a country on the ease of doing business rankings since 2016 um, through the intervention of PEBEC, I mean, and all the positive interventions that have been made. So what recommendations do you have to the new administration to sustain this positive trend? Are we going to see the ease of doing business um, as a continued priority in this um, administration? What are your thoughts on, on this? And what would you say, um, what would you give as recommendations to the new administration to sustain this positive trend. Okay, is that to me? <laughs> I, I would like to have um, you and Tony um, address the, the question. All right, okay. I think I think Mr. President has already laid the broad um, framework of the priorities of, of the new administration. And um, and it's glad it glad is our hearts that we are basically going to be singing from the same in book as relates to what, what the future holds. Uh, budgetary reforms, it, it's, it's key. Uh, we need to, um, you know, sort of rework our budget, budgeting process, uh, 
in a way that it becomes sustainable to fund, that we can fund expenses in a sustainable manner and that we can use the resources available um, at the government's disposal to stimulate the economy. So, so that's, that's very key. And you cannot do that, obviously, without getting the support of the private sector. The private sector will be the main engine, main engine of growth. Government's job is to make that environment conducive for them, for them, for them to, to to go in. And the president has already said, you know, GDP targets of six percent. And in in all of this, if you disaggregate that, uh, there'll be regulatory reforms, there'll be budgetary reforms, the larger type um, structural reforms that the economy needs. Um, some policy statements have been made, subsidy removal, how that will be done. You know, I believe that clarity will come in, in, in the in the in the following in the following days. Uh, so it, it is it is our belief. And we listened to to the Mr. President while he was also at um, you know speaking to the to the public, to the private sector think tank, one of the foremost private sector think tanks in this country. That was in January of 2023, before the election. He did say that one one of his priorities would be to remove bureaucratic bottlenecks, make mm -hmm. it easy for, for, for investors. In fact, there was an example he gave where he said that you know, if, if an investor comes into the country, an investor knows that if he approaches an MDA and the MDA makes a commitment to get back to him within a stipulated time, and that if that MDA gets back to him, to that investor within that stipulated time, in a, in such a way that the the promise is calendarized, it says he thinks that the investor will find the the, the, the business environment conducive, and might be more encouraged to get into the business, into the business, into investing in Nigeria. And that's really where we sit, making sure. And you know, just as we've spoken in business transition, art, a major piece of that. Act is, you know, uh, is essentially introducing the concept of default approvals, making it holding MDs to account in terms of what they've said, what they've not said uh, in the SLA. So uh, that 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 would be the first few things that I think is that it jumps to my mind. I'm sure that um, Toyi would have other things to say in this direction. I mean, so just to weigh in on on some of the things that Ayakudo um, has mentioned, like we he rightly also noted. Um, the president has already shared his commitment towards invigorating the private sector, and we all know that in terms of economic plans across the world, really, private sector participation is actually key when we're talking about growing the economy. So indeed, um, the correlation between an enabling environment and also successful growth of every economy has been well established over time. So it always becomes relevant that a lot of those changes which needs to be done to enable private sector to thrive would be addressed. So he's also he's talked about um, those broad areas that I could have mentioned. And um, of course, we also know that in terms of um, public sector reforms would also have to happen. And this is why, you know, legislations like the BFA would support that in terms of structural review of the operations of the federal civil service. And we are also hoping that this will also dovetail into state governments because having seen the benefits that will be recorded from the implementation of the BFA, we do believe that it will serve as an incentive to the state governments also to imbibe similar laws in their states with a view to also ensuring that we create the enabling environment because again we do know that the states are closer to the people so it's very important that on a subnational level this is also embraced 
And of course, um, various um, reforms around, you know, as he has also mentioned, around, um, you know, exchange rate, even more recently um, when he spoke at the inauguration, and um, also port reforms, which is something we've worked on over the years to ensure that in terms of infrastructure, that is also able to sort of like revive the economy. And then essentially just very broad reforms on public finance, a lot of which Ayakuno has spoke extensively around because it's also important and also human capital management, which is also something that, um, of course, we know that an economy cannot grow without the human capital element. So that is also very key to ensuring that we're able to move um, the country forward. So also, again, well, maybe because also I'm a lawyer um, in terms of judicial reforms, uh, we've talked around, um, um, so we've been working on reforms, for instance, on the small claims court for a number of years to ensure that, um, you know, small businesses particularly are able to access justice within a very definite time frame. We also look forward to um, similar interventions across the country. Um, um, we have quite a number of the states who have embraced this, and so we expect that that would also take um, root um, in the coming months across all the states in the country. So um, that would be my contribution. This is, I mean, very, very, very great. Um, these are very great recommendations. Um, I'm particularly very impressed with, I mean, your comments with regards to small businesses because there's been a lot of noise when it comes to SMEs. Oh, okay, yes, we want to create opportunities for SMEs, but we see that sometimes most of these um, amendments to laws that are being made are, is we're actually focusing more on the big guys and not really the small guys. <laughs> so it would be great to actually see um, these reforms and the positive impact that these reforms would actually have on small businesses because I mean they, they have so much to offer to the Nigerian economy with regards to I mean contribution to GDP and the likes. So I mean we do hope to see to see the positive impact that um, reforms such as the Business Facilitation Act will actually have on small businesses operating in Nigeria. Now thank you so much for this conversation. It has been really enlightening. Um, this brings us to the end of this episode. Now to everyone listening, it's very important to grab a copy of the Business Facilitation Act because now you cannot read um, acts like the Companies and Allied Matters Act um, and other legislations as mentioned in the course of this conversation without making reference to the Business Facilitation Act because of the amendments that have been made. It's an omnibus act that actually amends, as we mentioned, 21 um, business laws and even codifies the Executive Order 01. So it's important for everyone listening to actually keep that in mind. Now, this conversation on the Business Facilitation Act will continue on our social media channels. Tweet your thoughts on this episode and tag the American Business Council on Twitter at abcouncil underscore ng, ab in capital letter, um, council underscore ng on Twitter. We look forward to reading your thoughts on the subject. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you so much, Ayokuno, for being our guest on this very special episode. 